Ruth, we've, uh, I feel like we've had church already. Um, I remember one time uh, years ago, um, I was about to preach on a Wednesday night at our, I was the associate pastor at a church in Oklahoma, and we um, had a time of testimonies, and, and uh, our pastor got up to introduce me. He said, I think this has been so good, it'll probably be better than the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> with thanks, Pastor. <laughs> like that's great. Um, I said, but, but it's good. It's good. You know that you know. There's uh, everything comes out of worship. I believe in so many ways. And so when we can get together and we can worship and we can pray and we can uh, seek the Lord together, this is what church is all about. So um, I'll, I'm actually hoping to have a brief message this morning. So, and everybody says, amen, right? <laughs> um, but let, me, let me pray real quickly for us. Lord, thank you so much for meeting with us already. Lord, that's, that's, that's more than what we can ask. And that's the, the greatest thing, is if you will come and meet with us. Uh, every time we get together, your word says that you will, but oftentimes, very honestly, it's hard to tell whether you did. And Lord, when we can know that you have been with us, Lord, that's just so amazing that you would condescend to be with us. Lord, let us be changed in your presence. Let us be able to worship you the way that you are worthy to be worshipped. Help us in doing so. Because even our best efforts fall short. Lord, as we open your word, your holy word, pray that you will open our hearts. Open our hearts to uh, not not hear a, a preacher, but to hear from the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I ask that your word would change us. Just one little step closer to being like Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, if you if you would find in your Bibles John chapter number nineteen. John nineteen and here in just a moment we'll be in verse twenty five. But uh I want I need to set it up a little bit because we're coming in, in the middle of a story. That's uh, a very familiar story, but I want to set it up. Just a little bit. So John 19, verse 25. You know, not, not too long ago, we celebrated um, the resurrection, celebrated Easter, uh, celebrated uh, the death of Jesus on the cross. You know, it, we pick up the story here in John 19, but what had happened is um, just uh, a matter of hours earlier, uh, Jesus had celebrated the Last Supper with his disciples uh, John specifically records a lot of teaching Jesus did uh, in the upper room uh, as they go out um, as they go out towards the Mount of Olives, and then while Jesus is there, we know that he prayed and he he wrestled in that garden, even as Adam wrestled with you know obeying the the command of the Lord. Jesus wrestled and said, "Oh Lord, not my will, but your will be done." And he was betrayed into the hands of the Sanhedrin. Uh, 
he was arrested, uh, went on trial, a, a mock trial, a sham. They, they broke the law in how they, they tried Jesus. But he went um, before Caiaphas, uh, the high priest. Um, they sent him to Herod. Uh, Herod sent him to Pilate, went back to Herod, went back to Pilate again, who finally, you know, Pilate says, okay, I'm washing my hands of this because the Jews had said, we want Barabbas, but crucify Jesus. Crucify him. And Pilate says, I don't see he's done anything worthy of being crucified. They said, if, if you don't crucify him, you are no friend of Caesar's. Let his blood be on our own head and on the heads of our children. And so Pilate sent him off to be beaten. And we know that he was scourged, beaten with, um, by people who, that was their job, was to inflict as much pain and as much torture as humanly possible. To bring a person to within inches of death, but to leave them alive. And Jesus went through that. But not only that. They forced him to carry his own cross towards Golgotha, towards this hill outside of Jerusalem. And when they, when they got there, they laid him down and took spikes. You, you see crucifixions and they have them tied to the cross, but... The tie, they, they used this kind of tie, a railroad tie, a spike, and put it, put it in his arms, in his feet, really the, the bone right above his ankles, so that it would um, hold him to the cross as he breathed and agonized for every single breath. Remember, he's already been beaten. I personally think that God kept him alive so that he could actually even get to the cross. And when he's on the cross, he looks out. Verse 25, it says, Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus then saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own household. The point where Jesus could he was at his very lowest point. He was at the point where he was suffering the very most, the most that anybody could suffer. And his mind was, how do I take care of mom? You see, it was the job of the oldest son to make sure that he took care of his mother. It, it seems we don't know very much about Joseph, but it seems like uh, before Jesus started his ministry, that Joseph had died, or very soon after Jesus started his ministry. So Joseph was no longer in the picture, so it fell to the oldest son, Jesus, to take care of his mom. And it seems as though Jesus had done that, that 
from his carpentry or from his ministry that he had taken care of Mary in some form or fashion. And now, like I said, we get to the lowest point where Jesus has suffered more than probably any other person alive has ever suffered. Where he could say, Mom, could you take care of me, please? Okay, I'll admit, that's me. When I'm sick, Mom, (laughs) would you come take care of me? And Jesus looks out and he wants to make sure his mom is taken care of. Woman, behold your son. Son, disciple, behold your mom. And it said that he took her in to his house from that very day. I want to dive deeper into that for just a moment, but I want to just pause here and say, do we have that kind of love and care and concern for others? That when we're at our very lowest, when we wake up in the morning and we haven't had our coffee yet, when we're sick, when we are down and out, when we've had the worst day of our lives on our job, when we have been, you know, griped at and fussed at by every person imaginable. You've, you've had somebody in the grocery store who's cut you off. You, and, and Are we thinking about other people at those times? Are we giving them love? Are we saying, how can I serve you? Or is it, you know, babe, I really can't help you with dinner tonight. I'm beat. Could you just do everything and serve me? You know, as we look at this gospel um, and we think about the uh, crucifixion narrative that I just mentioned, have you ever thought, how do we know what happened in those trials? How do we know that Jesus, A, went to Caiaphas and to Herod and to Pilate? When, he, when Jesus was there and he, they were asking him questions, how do we know about those questions? Because when Jesus was in the garden, they came to arrest him and said all the disciples fled. Peter and then another disciple, who was not named, said followed him. In uh, but you hate it when you look down and you can't find your note. Um, John eighteen fifteen. It, it says that the disciple that Peter was with um, was knew the high priest. Of course, you saw that. We remember Peter was left outside, and that's when uh, they um, asked Peter, "Hey, weren't you one of them?" And he denies Jesus. No, I'm not. Surely you were. You're, 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 the way you talk gives you away. No, I don't know him. And he denies him three times, but there was a witness. I personally believe, we don't know, it's not said, but I personally believe it was the disciple whom Jesus loved, John, who somehow knew the high priest and was led in. And he was given the ability to hear and to witness everything that took place. 
And then everything happens, and you find them at the cross. Now, I think it's worth noting. It's not incredible, but it should be worth noting who you find at the cross. Jesus had how many followers? Well, we know that his closest were the 12, right? He has these, these 12 uh, men who, who followed him, who's, who were with him everywhere he went. You know, they were in the boat together, or they were in the garden together, and they were in the upper room together, and they were... And you find almost none of them with him at the end. He had at least 70 others that were maybe not his closest, but they were close. He had people, thousands who came and followed him everywhere. And where were they when Jesus hung on the cross? You had a handful of women. And it says the disciple whom Jesus loved. One disciple. Who dared to be there. Remember, they feared for the, the here their leader has just been arrested and condemned to death. And they feared for themselves. And probably for good reason. But you had one that said, I'll be there. And a handful of ladies. Now you have to kind of read with the synoptic gospels. You, you, um, you're familiar with that term, the synoptics? So you've got Matthew, Mark, and Luke that are all very similar. It, it almost looks like they have um, used one another as, um, as a template. So they, they have a lot of, of similar language that, that goes back and forth. John is totally different. He's, 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 uh, he's, he's done his own thing, which I, I love. But um, you, when you read it with the synoptic gospels, you can pretty well, you, you get an idea who these ladies might be. You've got, standing by the cross of Jesus, were his mother, Mary. His mother's sister. Which, um, when you look at the synoptics, it looks to be Salome. Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Now, it's interesting. You know, the in in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Mary is all is mentioned by name. You know what? In John, she's not. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I had to I had to research it this week. Mary was not mentioned by is not mentioned by name in John. Now she's mentioned as the mother of Jesus. You go to uh, John chapter two, the wedding the wedding at Cana, and it's. It's his mother, but never mentioned by name. And the next lady, his sister, is not mentioned by name here either. But we find from the other Gospels that the other lady that is mentioned happens to be the mother of James and John. So this is, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going out a little bit. This is a lot what a number of people believe, 
but it's not hard and fast in, in, in the words, so you, um, you, you kind of have to read between the lines. But it really looks like that the Apostle John was Jesus' first cousin. And now, when you look at this and you, and you read, and you see that it's Jesus' mother, not named. Right? Um, his mother's sister, who's not named. And the disciple whom Jesus loved, who is again not named. You can see a pattern. And this is what I believe, this is why I personally just think that Mary is not named. John has made it a habit not to name himself. He wants to, we don't know exactly why, whether it's to focus everything on Jesus, to say, you know, I, I was part, but I'm not worthy. If it was just good, uh, it was kind of a, a thing that you did back then. That when you had a story, you didn't um, put yourself into it. For example, uh, in, in Mark's gospel, when they're in the garden, it says that there was a, a man who uh, was, had his cloak torn off of him and he ran away naked. And a lot of people think that was Mark. Right? You, you just, I'm, I'm going to put myself there, but I'm not going to name myself. And probably for a good reason, he had, he, he had a good reason not to, Mark. <laughs> right? I, would, I wouldn't name myself either. But John doesn't name himself. He just says, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. And when you consider that he didn't name his own mother, and he did not name his other mom, that Jesus just said, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Do you see that? They probably, like I said, more than likely were relatives. But it says that John brought her into his own household from that point. And he cared for her like a mom. He took care of her. Uh, women in those days, um, very rarely were they able to supply their own needs. They weren't allowed to work. So they relied upon a husband or an eldest son to be able to provide for their needs. And so John took care of her. I, I think about a, um, a pastor that Ruth and I had in Massachusetts when we were in grad school and, and knew, got reacquainted with him when um, we were up there a second time. And from the time we knew him, he, his wife's mom lived with them. And probably for 20 years or more, because she lived until she was upper, almost 100 years old. And by, the time, by that time, she was not in really... Everything wasn't in working order with her, okay? And they took care of her. It upended their lives in a, in a lot of ways because they were committed to taking care of this woman. His, his wife's mom, for him, it was just you know, his, his mother-in-law. 
They were committed to taking care of her and loving her, even when it hurt them. For 20 plus years, they did. And I want to ask everyone here, because we're supposed to honor and love one another. We're supposed to have fathers and mothers in the faith. Very similar like with John. Jesus says, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. What lady, for you younger ladies, what lady in the church do you say, you know what, I'm going to take care of, you're looking to a mom and say, I'm going to take care of her like my own mom. I'm going to take care of her better than my own mom. I'm going to take care of her in such a way that it, it, it's going to, I'm going to provide for her. I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to love. I'm going to cherish. I'm going to, I'm, I am going to love this person as much as I love my own mother. Guys, it's not Father's Day, but I'm going to ask you the same question. Is there a father in the church that you would say, you know what, I am going to take, I'm going to love this man as much as my own dad. I'm going to, I'm going to honor him. I'm going to cherish him. I'm going to, um, I'm going to take, if he needs it, I'm going to take care of him. He, he may not be able to physically do everything that he needs to do, but you know what, I can, so I'm going to do that for him. John was given the responsibility of taking care of someone who is not his mother, and he did it. And I want to know if we, as a church, can have that same kind of love for one another. That it's going to cost us something. It cost John something. He was taking on the responsibility of, of, of caring for her needs. And remember, Jesus had brothers who were not there. And Jesus did not uh, give his mom to one of his brothers. Because from everything we can tell at the time, his brothers um, did not believe in Jesus yet. They came to later. And we know that um, James, who wrote the book of James, Jesus' brother. Jude, the book, the book of Jude, Jesus' brother. So later on, they came in. But at the time, Jesus consigned his mom to a disciple to show that we need to love each other in that, with that much love, with that much sacrifice, with that much willingness to give. Are we willing to do that? To provide for each other's needs? whether those are financial needs or physical needs or lending a helping hand. Let me take that one step further. You ladies who have had a few more years than these, young, these younger ladies, are you, who are, who are you mothering in the church that is not your physical daughter? Do you have a, a you have a spiritual daughter that you're saying, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pour into you. Younger ladies, are you is there somebody that in the church that you're looking up to as a mom? That you'd say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna love and cherish this this 
this old, this, I say, this woman who's been in the faith longer than I have. Can I say it that way? Without getting in trouble? <laughs> I'm going to love her as a mother because maybe she's older in a number of years or not. Maybe it's just maturity. Okay? But I'm going to, I'm going to glean from her. I'm, I'm going to take care of her. I want to encourage you. Moms, if you don't have someone that you can mentor, would you pray about who that could be this week? Somebody who's not your own kid. Maybe you have kids, maybe you don't. And either way is great. But who in the church, doesn't even have to be this church, but who can I be a mom to? Who can I love with the same amount of love that I, I give to one of my own kids? For those of us who are being parented, I want to, I want to ask if we are willing to love our parents in the same way. We went to, I mentioned earlier, uh, several weeks ago, Ruth and I went to uh, Papa Tony and Mama Bev's house. And let me tell you, it was, in, in many ways, it was kind of going to parents. We, we, went, we went over, we stayed overnight. Um, they cooked us a meal, uh, actually a couple meals. We ate uh, dinner and breakfast with them. And um, it was just a, a great time of, of catching up and loving each other, um, getting wise counsel and... And uh, just them uh, uh, just pouring into us and us being able to, to bless them at the same time. And it, it was, it's a wonderful thing to have parents in the faith. If you don't, find some. Please. If you, if you, don't say, if you would say, I don't have one of those, pray this week and say, I, I need a mom. I need a dad. Who is it going to be? And it doesn't mean that you're exempt from not having kids too. So two things as we, as we close. Number one, I want us to love like Jesus loved, first of all. Thinking of the other person. When we're at our lowest... If if you hopefully none none of you will have a really bad day this next week, but next time you have a really a day that you just go, boy, Lord, this wasn't this is one that's not going to uh, I'm going to write down as one of my best days. Will you think and say, okay, how am I am I just wanting to be served, or am I still willing to serve? Can we love like Jesus? Can we take that next step and love someone else like a mom or like a dad who we're not related to? Can we love someone like a son or a daughter whom we're not related to and love them in the same fashion to give of yourself, to give of your resources, to give of your, your love, your wisdom, to, to, to bless one another?
to one, how can we love like Jesus, sacrificially, even when we are at our lowest? Number two, if you don't have a mom or dad in the faith, or if you don't have kids in the faith, would you pray for those? And if you do have, think of a way that you can bless them this week. That you can give to them, that you can care for them both ways. That you can offer yourself sacrificially to be a blessing to those parents or to the kids. Let me pray for us and then we're, I, want to, I want to be a blessing to the ladies in the church as well. Okay, It's Mother's Day and I think it would be great that we can um, offer some blessings to, uh, like I said, there's ladies in here who are moms, some are not, but doesn't mean that you can't be a mom in the spirit. All right, so let's pray together. Lord, thank you for who you are. Lord, I pray right now that you'll help us to love. Help us to love sacrificially as Jesus did. Lord, we need moms and dads in the faith. We need sons and daughters in the faith. Lord, I believe when we start having moms and dads, you'll also give us sons and daughters. So Lord, we're, we, I'm praying that everyone in here right now will find a mother or a father in the faith and that we will love and love sacrificially in honor, in honor with, with, with reverence and with, um, re- with resources, with our strength. And I pray that everyone will be able to find that in their own lives, that they'll have uh, an upline and a downline, somebody that they're receiving from and somebody they're pouring into. And Lord, let it all be in love. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to ask these kiddos real quick to come up. Let me see if I can...